Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the podcast, Talk Murdy to Me. And we're crossing over with this podcast because it's going to be our episode of the Vulgarians podcast also. Yes, my podcast going to get a little vulgar tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Just fair warning for you people. I mean, you talk about murderers. I mean, we could be more vulgar than that. Uh, I'm fair. sure I can find uh, a way. That I'm sure you can. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. So, Christian, you asked for a fucked up serial killer cannibal, and I have delivered. Oh, I'm so excited. His name is Albert Fish. Oh, yes. Ooh. Are we ready? I don't know if I am. Give me the <laughs> fucking towel. <laughs> I need to sit on one. Don't ruin my chairs. <laughs> Please. He is known as being one of the worst pedophiles, serial child killers, and cannibals of all time. I'm sold. He was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, Maniac, and the Boogeyman. Oh, the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman. Reminds me of the Pee Pee Man, <laughs> which I will introduce to you after we get done with your stuff. Yeah. Perfect. The Pee Pee Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> bringing, bringing him in here. I'm ready. Yes. So... Hamilton Howard, a.k.a. Albert Fish, was born on May 19th in 1870 in Washington, D.C. to Randall and Ellen Fish. His family had a long history of mental illness. His uncle had mania. His brother was sent to a state mental institution. His sister was diagnosed with mental affliction, which I googled that, and it says that it's any state of mind that disrupts your peace of mind so i guess we are all mentally afflicted in one way or another mentally afflicted or unstable they sound like a model family (laughs) right he he his mother had visual hallucinations and three other family members were also diagnosed with various mental illnesses so he was already off to like a great start he's off running yeah (laughs) I mean, I don't think there was ever a dull moment at a Thanksgiving or family function. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Thanksgiving was probably so Just fun. Nana's in the corner <laughs> fucking <laughs> masturbating on the mashed to potatoes. Be a fly on the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add my own extra special butter in this. Like, uh, <laughs> Nana, quit salt and pepper in the potatoes. God damn. His dad, who was 75 when Albert was born, passed when he was five. Why is that? Because he was seventy-five. Mm. I guess people don't live. People didn't live that long that in the eighteen. Might 18- be seventy. Uh, the reason why those people were fucked up so bad. Maybe all that old cottage cheese come. Oh god! <laughs> Just curdled jizz. Yeah, what the fuck? Ew. <laughs> Like, you should, you was, all knew what you were getting wait, into. Wait, I wouldn't even think it would be like that. Would you think it'd be like mummy dust, or would it be like curdly? Well, mummy dust is what happens when, you know, you milk me too many times in a day. Oh, <laughs> this dust ball. Water. So after his dad died, his mother had to put the children in an orphanage until she could find a way to support them all on her own. Albert described it as a place of brutality. He was exposed to regular beatings and brutal sadistic acts. It said that he began to look forward to the beatings because he found pleasure in the pain. Albert said, and I quote, I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done when he was asked about the orphanage, mm-hmm. like his stay there. In 1880, Ellen Fish got a government job and was making enough to support her children. So she went back to the orphanage and I guess was like, hey, I'm ready for my children back. Can I, yeah, can I bring can them I, back? Can I have them back? Yeah, bring those back. <laughs> bring my tax write-offs back. <laughs> right. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of schooling. He worked mainly with his hands growing up. Not long after he moved back home, he began a relationship with another boy who introduced him to urolagnia. I'm not really sure how to say that. But it is drinking urine. And coprophagia, Mm. which is eating feces. Tell me more. (laughs) Does that get your engines revving, Eric? (laughs) 
No, nothing looks more interesting to me than a person that looks like they just ate a whole pan of brownies. <laughs> oh, God. Albert would spend his weekends peeping in on other young boys when they'd be getting dressed at local bathhouses. He often answered women's classified ads looking for suitors to marry them with obscene and vulgar letters. Which So he's like a modern day era old school troll. He is. He is the OG troll. Like <laughs> he deserves could, an award. <laughs> take a page out of his book. Right? Yeah. It's safe to say that his forms of entertainment were clear signs of his mental illness. Mm. But I I do enjoy a good troll every now and then. I mean, I put my political Wait, stance so like, on TikTok, so. Yeah. <laughs> Look, nothing's funnier than going to a rest in peace Facebook group and just trolling the shit out of them. <gasps> no. <laughs> it fills me with glee on a, on a sad day. Joy. When you were talking about the orphanage, I was like, wow, he must have given it like one star. And like <laughs> 10 out of 10 would not recommend. <laughs> It'd be like TripAdvisor. <laughs> If orphanages had well, trip advisors. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be such a good. Can somebody please start that as a trend? <laughs> orphanage trick talk. Trip advisor. Uh, would not recommend. Beatings were not sufficient. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. But he did he find liked pleasure. The he did end up liking That's why I said the not sufficient. They were not oh, okay. sufficient. They, were, oh, okay. they weren't good enough. Yeah, they weren't good enough. He's over there pretending he's fucking left handed, hoping they think he's got the mark of the devil on him. I know. I'm left handed. I'm same. I'm also a ginger, so I never know. Well, you you've have no the, soul, and she is a devil. Odd state. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> Demons. <laughs> he relocated to New York City in 1890 and thus began his crimes against children. He mainly raped young boys. He was also a sex worker, so I guess you go with what you know. Have you seen Albert Fish? Yes. I don't know how much. I don't he know how a, successful he was. I mean, if you put a bag over somebody's head, they could be pretty damn successful. He oh. probably would. He would have been so amazing on OnlyFans. <laughs> he could have his own OnlyFans account. <laughs> just, just him. Shit play and yeah, in a bathtub with his legs cocked over his head, pissing into his own mouth. Uh, oh god so as you do in the 1800s albert's mother had arranged a marriage for him so he's 20 and the young lady that his mother arranged to for him to marry her name was anna hoffman she was nine years younger than albert which makes her 11 which ugh, no i mean whoa 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 that was very normal for back in that time period. Okay, though. yeah, you're right. You like right. you have you can't look at it in the same light as like today. I'm busting preteen ass up in here. Like <laughs> it, it just does, it's it's not like that. It, like they need workers for farms and shit like that. So that's true. And child labor, it's the best <laughs> most cost efficient like slavery labor. with extra steps. <laughs> Well, you know, if not, if it's good enough for Nike, steps. it's good enough for us. <laughs> a bowl of rice and a nickel a day. <laughs> so after he got married, he decided that sex work wasn't a respectable occupation for a husband. So he got a job as a house painter. Although, just because his occupation has changed, his nasty behavior did not. As it should not. <laughs> Never. No, as it shouldn't. We have a whole podcast of nasty behavior. <laughs> he had a male lover who took him to a wax museum, and it was then that Albert's obsession, or I guess fascination, with penis bisection, which is exactly mm. what that sounds like. Mm, yeah, I've seen a couple of those in the darkest oh, corners of the internet. That's terrifying. It's not pleasant. It no. hurts to watch. Oh. It like sends like a chill down my spine. I mean, I don't even have a fucking dick, and I'm a little bit grossed out by right? that. Like uh, Albert was like Polly before it was like cool. before it was cool. Yeah, he had a <laughs> wife and a and a male a, lover and a male lover. Sexual mutilation became an obsession for Albert, and it made him desperate in his attempts to fulfill his dark fantasies. In 1910, he committed his first mutilation act. He met a man named Thomas Kedden. And the two had a sadomasochistic relationship. Thomas was 19 and impressionable. It's implied that Albert took advantage of Thomas and forced him into the relationship. Albert took Thomas to this old farmhouse, which 
put a pin in that farmhouse and tied him up and tortured him for two weeks. By the end of those two weeks, Albert cut off half of Thomas's penis. Talk about a sausage party. Oh, God, I hated that movie. It was such what? a piece of shit. <laughs> I giggled. like. <laughs> I mean, I was high as fuck when I watched it, so Same. I laughed hysterically. I was, but. Yeah, I was, it was maniacal <laughs> laughter. I watched it sober, so maybe that that's where yeah, I that, That's the problem. <laughs> Albert later said, and I quote, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me. Yeah, staring into somebody's eyes while you saw off half their right? dick, and just like ingrain that in your memory. What, what did he tell women after that? Like, it's a botch. Cir- Look, I had a botch circumcision. Right, like you. There's no way. He, no. I mean, the whole head of his dick is off. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like it's not like reattaching your thumb either. No, it's like fucking somebody with a paper towel, like cardboard, like the insert that goes in the paper towel thing. Well, you know, if they I found it think- in time, you know, John Wayne Bobbitt. Got his shit reattached after his wife cut it off in the 90s, and he turned into a porn star. Mm. So I think this was a little too early for reattachment surgery, and he probably... Yeah. Oh, I wonder if he kept it as a trophy. <gasps> I don't know. Like, kept it in a cute little book, yeah. like a baby book. <laughs> a like it was all like a book, like a shadow box up on the yeah. wall. Like, it all dried up. Like an umbilical cord or some shit? <laughs> Yeah, only you two mothers would think of some sick shit like that. He encapsulated it it and took it as vitamins. (gasps) That would be so good. So what did he do after he cut this poor, poor young man's cock off? He had a plan to kill Thomas, cut him up, and take his body back to his home. But it was spoiled by the hot weather. Spoiled again. Rats. That's not how big that dude was. It's, Albert wasn't a very muscular dude. No, he was very he was frail looking man. Small framed. He, he probably didn't want to break a sweat. Oh my god, that would be so funny. He's just like just dragging tra- body bags. Yeah, yeah. dripping Trash blood bags. in the sun. Oh what you got there, Albert? Dinner. Yeah, dinner. Oh god, dinner. <laughs> He's like has a like half this dude's cock like sticking out of his mouth like a cigar. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> walking <laughs> it's a gummy worm <laughs> oh my god so instead of killing thomas and putting his misery to an end he poured peroxide over the mm. wound open wound the w- yeah and slathered it in vaseline to keep he, the wound open he hung a rag over the area Handed Thomas a $10 bill, kissed him goodbye, and said, see you never. Said, keep your mouth shut. So, (laughs) (laughs) what's funny is, like, one of the things that dudes will do when they're in high school is, like, to see if they have a big dick is, like, hang a rag off the... No, the fuck you Yeah, dude. If you can hang a towel on the end... Is that a real thing? Yeah, if you can hang a a towel on the end of your dick, it's like, yeah, I got a... I got a fucking good... Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, dude, if you can hang a towel and it doesn't. I'm hiding all of the washcloths in the house. Anyone else has done this, I need to know. I need to know this is actually a thing. I mean, I've seen it as a movie trope a lot. Like in old movies. Like a dude hanging a towel, a white towel off the end of his dick to see I'm if it like, doesn't fall. I'm hiding all of her white fall. towels. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I'm married at this point. I don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I have a nine-year-old. I'm hiding all of her white towels. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Washcloths, towel, kitchen towel. <laughs> Bring that trend back, folks. Yeah, cleaning rag. <laughs> so, Albert said he doesn't know what happened to Thomas after he left the farmhouse. So, he took his $10 and ran with oh. it. In 1917, Albert's wife, Anna, left him for a different handyman that had actually rented a room from them for a brief period. Albert came home to find his whole house empty, like I'm talking furniture and everything, and his six kids solely dependent on him. So I guess he's like, great, now I don't have time to go murder and mutilate and possibly eat people. For all these damn kids to take care of, well, right? That just adds to his fetishes, right? Because he's a cuck now. Is <laughs> why? Yeah, no, no. A simp pays money to girls on OnlyFans. Uh-huh. This poor guy gets cucked by his own wife in his own house. Oh, it happens. It happens. But he's probably he might be into it. 
I mean, shortly after Mary left, her and her lover returned to the home looking for a place to live. But How did that go over? Albert said that Mary could stay, but homie had to go. He was like, nah, I'm not. You can come back, but he's he's got to go. Yeah, ain't nobody clapping these cheeks in this house but me. <laughs> so is it, it, I find it interesting that he drew the line at being a cuckold. But, you know, eating shit and drinking piss was totally, totally fine. fair game. Totally fine with that. Mewling people, cutting their dicks off. Giving him $10 to be quiet. Yeah. You know. yeah hush yeah. money. But you leave like, my me. wife. And that's where and I then draw the line. You fuck my wife in my own house. And that's where I got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so the lover's name was John, which I find funny because it's always, it's always a J name. Yeah. Always. I've had my fair share of J names. Mm, same as these. <laughs> They're awful. They're, wor- they're the worst. So, what? Uh, after, so, John, or Albert discovered John in the attic, and he was like, nah, homie, like, you actually have to go. You gotta go. Mary, you can stay, but he's gotta go. So, uh, they both ended up leaving, and the children, nor Albert, ever saw them again. So the drama and all that of Mary showing back up with the lover, after that, Albert started to act very strange, which I'm not sure what you could call much stranger than how he was acting. (laughs) But he began to experience auditory hallucinations. He also began to experiment with self-harm. He went as far as to light I'm sorry, insert a lighter fluid-soaked wooden dowel into his anus and light it on fire for fun. That didn't notice how to party. That's Hell a yeah. Friday night rager. I know. That's now, like one of those like, roadside flares. Like, he, just, <laughs> he turned himself into a roadside flare. I think I saw that on Jackass, actually. <laughs> Steve-O probably did yeah, that. Yeah, it was definitely. Now, That's a Steve-O stunt. Fucking <laughs> for real. I have one. Teacher, call on me. <laughs> So, well, another thing Albert liked to do, he was he was into uh, taking rose stems and turning himself into a human vase. Oh God! Now you might wonder where would where would Albert stick these rose stems? In his mouth, ass. In his urethra. Oh, oh God! <laughs> he enjoyed shoving them right in the dick hole. <laughs> Thorns and all. He didn't dethorn them. Oh, God. It looked, I'm sure it looked horrendous. His pee hole. His, uh, he probably he would peed just, blood for like ever. Uh, that was probably an enjoyment there. Just on a I mean, oh, yeah. I, I gave it a little. It's like, a, it's like it the gift it, that keeps on giving. It made it spicy. Well, he, would, he would prance in front of a mirror. <laughs> oh, God. With his tickle? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, another thing he did during his self-mutilation thing was have his kids fucking spank him with a paddle with nails sticking out of it. I mean, paint thinner, like the paint stirs, hairbrushes, the Anything. whole nine. Anything Which we'll post pictures of that on all, all our Instagram. There's pictures? There's pictures of the torture devices. Oh, yes. I thought you were, you got me off. <laughs> like, oh, no, that was, would be on his OnlyFans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And you, you're paying the premium price for that. If anybody would like to cosplay Albert Fish and play him on OnlyFans, I would sub. She would sub I would so hard. Sub so hard. <laughs> I would sub so hard. So after all this is when he started practicing cannibalism, and it very quickly became an obsession of his. The other other white meat. The other white mm, meat. Long pig. <laughs> oh he would often serve dinners made of raw meat to satisfy his desire for human flesh. He was evaluated by mental health professionals numerous times between his wife leaving and when he committed his first murder. And each time he was cleared and deemed, quote, fit for society, which I bet they soon regretted that. He, he mm. began to collect torture devices such as meat cleavers, a small handsaw, and a butcher knife. Oh, he's moved up in the world. Yeah, where? Oh, his dick whoa, is whoa, whoa, whoa. his dick is mutilated and big. It sounds more like he's <laughs> That's just his other mutilation device. It sounds more like he's taking up cooking than torture. Well, he is a cannibal. Well, did you say that uh, cooking is a very good like therapy? 
I mean, I've I've seen Hannibal Lecter a lot. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. The show is great too, but yeah, it's awesome. Yes. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so I have into to watch it. it. Yes. It's it's But cooking is such a good therapy. So <laughs> that's why he's using it's, it like it's that. It's my Zen moment. Yeah. I mean I've never cooked and eaten a child before, but <laughs> In 1919, he started stabbing boys who were either mentally handicapped or African-American because he felt that these kids wouldn't be missed. He even went as far as to pay other children to find these other, like the the mentally handicapped and African-American children so that he could torture and murder them. None of these murders were able to be solved he later confessed to them, but there isn't any evidence to really, like, support what that. What happened to just, like, going and mowing the lawn for, like, your elderly neighbor? Like, now you're, like, on a hit squad with your <laughs> nine-year-old friend. Like, they're, like, playing, like, what is it? No, like, they're asking for ball? a finder's fee. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what yeah, that was. Yeah, it's a finder's it's a fee. Finder's fee. You, go, yeah. you go from playing, like, stickball with your friends and, like, jacks to, like, hunting down <laughs> your classmates. By 1924, Albert was in full-on psychosis. He believed that God was telling him to torture and murder these children. That's hot. (laughs) In July of that year, Albert spotted eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing on her farm. Thankfully, Beatrice's mother made Albert and chased him off. He unfortunately didn't get the memo. He went and hid in their barn later to be found by Beatrice's father and ran off. I respect that. That's dedication and persistence. That should be rewarded. <laughs> With what? Murder? Yeah, child murder. And then yeah. his meal prep. <sighs> yeah, is, I, I'm finding it really hard. I mean, there's that's another one. Single father taking care of his six kids. He's meal prepping. He's I using mean, cooking as a, you know, he could be an Instagram model look, at this point. Taking <laughs> care of six kids would, would drive anyone crazy. My three-year-old drives me insane, and that's just one. No. Yeah, well, times that by, you know, five more, and... You might be having them spank you with a hairbrush. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Please beat me with a hairbrush. Please, dog, can I have some more? Yeah. (laughs) His next target was a boy he was already molesting named Cyril Quinn. He lured Cyril into his home under the promise of sandwiches. While Cyril was waiting on cock the s- sandwiches, <laughs> while he was waiting on those sandwiches, he discovered Albert's torture devices underneath his bed and immediately fled the home. So Albert's over two at this point, and he's like, "Man, I got up my game because he's a really working. shitty killer at this point, right? He yeah. ain't doing so well. He, I mean, all he's managed to do is like cut a kid's cock off and give him ten dollars to do it. Yeah, and murder like some handicapped children. Yeah." Make a nine-year-old hit squad. That's about it. I mean, he was only convicted of what three? Um, I think so. Yeah. So he was the rest of it's all fucking hearsay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all what he said. Yeah. Which he's clearly got psychosis. I don't know how reliable (laughs) the source is. So Albert Fish wasn't always Albert Fish. He was also known as Frank Howard, at least to the Bud family. In 1928, quote, Frank Howard responded to an ad from an 18-year-old boy named Edward Budd, determined to make something of himself and help support his family. Frank told Edward of his six children and how his wife had left them, and the Budd family bought the story hook, line, and sinker. Frank then offered Edward a job along with his friend Willie. The men made a plan for Frank to pick them up a week later and take them back to the farm and begin their work. But when the day came for Frank to pick up the two guys, he didn't show. Instead, he sent a letter saying that he would be in touch in a few days. Frank went over to Edward's home the next day, and Edward invited Frank in to stay for lunch. It was during that lunch that Frank met Edward's younger sister, Gracie, He told Edward he had to go to a birthday party and asked if Gracie would like to join them. Gracie's parents said yes. Because I guess who who doesn't love a good birthday party? Why would you let your child go to a birthday party with a stranger? But, I I mean, he went over there with the full intention of killing those two boys. Absolutely. Like, that was the whole thing. And then he got, like, he just, like, switched it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, he laid eyes on Grace and was like, oh, I got to... 
I like that. I'm no, I like that. I really need to get my my Bob Same. Hickman soundbite. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I have to sink my teeth into that with a nice. Mm. What was it? Lime Chianti. Beans yeah, and some fava beans. Some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I said lima beans. Lime. I was like, I don't know what kind of beans you're eating, Sam. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. But later that evening, neither Frank nor Gracie returned to the home. The family quickly reported her missing, and the police investigation started. But the police were coming up on empty on every single lead provided. Mainly because Frank Howard didn't exist. Shocker. Yeah, well, how do you find person? I like have from when we touched on Albert on our failed side project <laughs> um, that shall not be named. Uh, the Grace Bud letter. Ooh, let's play it. Yes. Let's do it. Readings of horror. Ooh. <laughs> Albert Fish's letter. My dear. Mrs. Bud. In 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma Captain John Davis. They had sailed from San Francisco for Hong Kong. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At the time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from one dollar to three a pound. So great was the suffering of the very poor that all the children under twelve were sold for food in order to keep the others from starving. A boy or girl under fourteen was not safe in the street. You could go into any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or child would be brought out, and just what you wanted was cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which was the sweetest part of the body, was sold as veal cutlet brought the highest price. John stayed up there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven, one eleven. I gotta pause this real quick just to make a comment about being in China and buying children meat. <laughs> <A> strange meat. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have the joke here about, oh, you going to the Chinese restaurant when are you getting Kung Pao Kitty? The, the, and over there they have Kung Pao Kitty. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, terrible dad joke. I know that I had to make <laughs> it. Was it. Good. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know what? No shame. No shame. I, I do not apologize. Let's continue. Took them to his house, stripped them naked, and tied them in the closet. Then burned everything he had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them, and made them eat good and tender. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy, because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on it. Every part of the body was cooked and eaten except for the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven, all of his ass, boiled, broiled, fried, and stewed. The little boy was next. Went the same way. At the same time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street, near right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd. 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street, brought you pot cheese and strawberries. We had lunch, Grace sat on my lap and kissed me, I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes she could go. I took her to an empty house in Winchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet till she was in the room. When she saw me naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mother. First I stripped her naked. Oh, how she did kick, bite and scratch. I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I could take her meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though I could have if I had wished. She died a virgin. Well, you know, it, silver lining, see, at least she died a virgin. 
I guess. He didn't fuck the what corpse. What a model human. Right? What what a model serial killer. Yes. Mm. Yes. I when, doubt he I doubt he gave the same courtesy to a lot of them as just her. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I think Grace was just the exception. I mean, who knows? <laughs> when the letter was inspected, they found it had the emblem of the New York Private Chauffeurs Benevolent Association on it. That's a tongue twister. That's a whole mouthful. Mm-hmm. All members of the NYPCBA were required to submit a handwriting sample for comparison to the letters from Frank. Quote, because we still don't know his actual identity yet. While the investigation was going on, another child vanished. Four-year-old Billy Gaffney was playing outside with his neighbor, who was also named Billy. So, neighbor Billy told the police that the, quote, boogeyman took Billy Gaffney. The police didn't really take the testimony of a three-year-old seriously. I mean, who would? So, they they were kind of like, good job, Billy, now run along. And they continued on with their investigation. Shortly after Billy Gaffney's disappearance, eight-year-old Francis McDonald disappeared while he was playing at the park. His friends saw Francis go into the woods with an elderly, gray-haired man. They later found Francis's body under some branches in the woods, beaten and strangled with his suspenders. A manhunt ensued for the gray-haired man, but he had already vanished. A janitor came forward and told authorities that he had taken some stationery and left them in his old rooming house, which is like a boarding house. It's like a giant house that rents out rooms. They're very popular in big cities. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me like, hey, Arnold. (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) The landlady confirmed that a man matching the description had been there for two months and had checked out just a few days earlier. Well, supposedly he was kicked out for shitting all over the bedroom. I believe that. Yeah. That I, was, I can see that. There was a disagreement is all that was said. <laughs> there he was left a, a mess is what the woman God. said. He's not getting his security deposit back is what you're telling me. <laughs> no. No. Uh, his name was Albert H. Fish. Albert had told the landlady that he wanted her to hold a letter that would be arriving from his son. Police were able to intercept the letter at the post office, and that's how they were able to capture Albert. I can't believe the son still would write him. Right? Like, you know, it's like, hey, little fishy, come over and we bring a friend and paddle, smack your daddy's ass with a, a nail paddle. Could you imagine the... Uh, Birthday parties were fucking lit. I like bet that. Disclaimer. Well, he was, he, he, hey, before you walk into my house, my dad's going to ask you to do some weird shit. <clears throat> well, birthday parties, I bet he just filled his ass with candy and then Had you know, left the like can- a pinata? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And he just like Whoa. popped him out. Pin the tail on the Albert. <laughs> you know, all sorts of fun Pin games. Pin the tail on the Diddy. You can play darts. Like yeah. he put the Eureka. Butt darts. The, the, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, pin the tail on the donkey was probably so fun. <laughs> He used lawn darts. Damn, a lot of fucking darts. No, all I'm thinking about, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but all I'm thinking about a lot of party games, like birthday party games, are kind of fucking sadists. Like, fucking pinata, you beat the shit out of a fucking animal. Pin the tail of a donkey, you're sticking it in its ass. (laughs) Someone removed sugar cane. Mm. Use sugar cane to beat Albert. Oh my god! Like, I I wouldn't eat that Twix. You don't want to know where that came out of. Is it a Twix though? No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) so once in custody albert's confessions and testimonies were heard by both law enforcement and psychiatrists a psychiatrist stated quote there was no known perversion that he did not practice and practiced frequently he described how he lured edward budd and his friend willie to his farm to murder them well at least he planned to but Once he saw Gracie, he knew he had to kill her. He brought Gracie to the train station, bought a one-way ticket for them, and once in the country, he brought her to the same farmhouse that he had Thomas Kennan in. Mm. Oh, he likes to to bring him back. Creatures of habit, most of them. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, have the same 
They find a place that like <clears throat> comfortable. Like the, yeah, they're like the aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic. <laughs> so aesthetic. Police. Yeah, dilapidated farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> really just sets it off. Sets the mood. Yeah. Police were later able to locate what was left of Gracie's body. He told them about the murder of Billy Gaffney, how he tied him up and beat him. He even admitted he drank his blood and made stew out of his body parts. With some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Mm. Mm. Be a good one. <laughs> Just uh, like a kitty-ass pot roast. <laughs> mm. I wonder what he... You know, uh, he had it in one of his letters, and I don't know where it is because <clears> I played it once before. Um, but I can't find it anywhere. He actually gave the recipe he used on Billy Gaffney. <gasps> no. It was like carrots and onions and some other and shit. And he told like what temperature to cook it yeah, at. Yeah, he, he actually like, I think it was like 350 and he's like, and I kept basting his ass with bacon and butter and shit. <laughs> like, I think bacon he wrapped his butter. ass in bacon and kept basting it with butter. And oh he's like, goodness. it was the best ass I've ever eaten. There's some <laughs> oh like wild God. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Albert was eating ass before it was cool. And fucking for you real. You know what? You have a point there. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a real trailblazer. Was cool. He was doing the whole polyamory thing before it was cool. I'm you really, know? I'm really, you're not selling me as him as a bad person right now. I mean, I really just. Look, there's too many people on the planet. Albert was just, you know, calling the herd a little bit. <laughs> My God. He was calm and reserved as he confessed that he wanted to inflict pain and have pain inflicted on him. Which is sadomasochism. But he had a real good time in prison. Oh, oh my goodness. I bet Because they so. love child murderers in prison, let me tell you. And he likes pain. So yeah, it, was it was a win-win a for everybody. Yeah, he was probably like, yes, yeah, send me to jail. Let me tell you what I did. Yeah. It was like going to camp <laughs> for him. <laughs> a camp that never ended. Yeah. Hmm. He even had his own children. Yeah, how we said. He even had his own children smack him with paint stirrers and a hairbrush. I kept... Kept going with my notes. <laughs> That's fine. I was on a roll. I mean, they had to have a whole lot of therapy after. I don't know. Smacking their dad. Was... I don't think therapy was a thing there. They just gave you like yeah, they're like yeah, heads and told you to just masturbate. toughen up. Do some cocaine about it. Yeah, yeah. do cocaine and masturbate. You have ghosts in your blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A full body X-ray showed that he inserted sewing needles. Into the area between his anus and his scrotum. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they found those after he was put to death. They found it after? I believe so. Because he kept, he kept talking about, like, a pain in his growing and shit. And they were just like, yeah, okay, what the fuck ever. And uh, once they, you know. Could, huh. I want to say they found those, like, yeah, after after the fact. Which he is kind of funny because he just made himself into a full-on conductor, like <laughs> yeah, well, because they pin put cushion. him in the electric chair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, he's a pincushion. Yeah, yeah, I was literally thinking pincushion. Yeah. Where, now, where did he like to insert those needles again? In his gooch. Yes the the perineum. The perineum. Perineum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my mm. god, watching him get electrocuted probably was like the best thing ever. He was. He had a double dose of electricity running through. Yeah. I know. He was like the psychopathic porcupine. Talk about a lightning rod. Put his rod. lights up and take everybody out in the fucking room. <laughs> oh <God. His> <laughs> literally became a lightning rod. Oh. Oh my god. Just <laughs> exploded. I wonder if his like fucking nuts and everything exploded after that. I mean, I just maybe feel like they that might was just have. Like, I mean, he also burned himself with hot irons and pokers. Like fire pokers. So that's mm. like just stuck them on himself? Yep, just stuck them. Yeah. Just burned uh, okay. himself with them. Okay. He was so obsessed with cannibalism that he carried around the stories of what he did in his pockets. I, I mean, guess everybody's going to have like. Well, I mean, notes. I guess that's a good confession. Right? I guess that's. Or masturbation porn. Oh my God, he's sitting at like a bus stop. He's, got, he's literally <laughs> got like murder porn fan fiction. It is it, well. I guess it's not well, fan fiction. Not it is fiction. Deal. No, it's, yeah. his, it's his truth. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm sure truth. there were some liberties taken in the writing, but he's just like jerking off in like bus stops and shit. Yeah. Like, oh god, Grace Bud. Yeah. Albert's defense team tried to use the legally insane defense, and they used many descriptions and testimonies to show the jury that he was mentally ill. But the jury didn't believe it. 
and he was considered to be a, quote, psychopathic personality without a psychosis. Pioneer. Right? First of his kind. Game changer. Yep. Pioneer. He was found guilty after 10 days. He was served the death penalty, and he waited at Sing Sing Prison in New York for his turn to be put to death in the in good old, old Sparky. Is that what they mm. call it up there? Is that in yeah. Florida? Yeah, Old Sparky. Uh, I mean, they had named all sorts of different names for it. When he went to the electric chair, he told the guards, and I quote, It will be the supreme thrill, the only one I haven't tried. Ooh. Ooh. His last statement supposedly was filled with obscenities. So he's staying on brand with himself. Well, that's why he's staying on brand. Being talked about on this awesome crossover podcast. Because yeah. he's on brand for us. <laughs> I mean, he. I'm excited. I, I'm puddling over here. I mean, let's just be real. Do we need to leave you guys alone for a minute? I mean, With maybe. Because, <laughs> you know, I know one of his nicknames was the Boogeyman. Mm-hmm. But have you ever heard of the PP Man? I have not. I've alluded to this man man. earlier. You did. Oliver's going to be so fucking mad that I did this without him here. Okay, so let's give you some preface. This is a character from our show. He's not a character. He's a real person that you can text. I will put that number out there. Yes, we actually thoroughly enjoy him uh, a lot. He is a truck driver um, and he records YouTube videos of himself. Um, They could be like a minute long, three minute long, 10 minute long. Uh, he thinks that God has entered his body. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's, so he's fun. And he has a bowl shit. cut. He has a bowl cut. That's he has a bowl great. cut. It is so good. This is fantastic. Oh, he's so fantastic. He has sweet moves, too. Oh, I bet. I entered into my body, like a body my same size. It's like me floating into you or you floating into me. Oh, hold on. Holy Ghost baptism. Today is... That's a great bowl cut. Remember the 20th, 2019. The music in the background. Uh, I've got a new name for God. (laughs) God is now the pee-pee man. He's always fondling me, caressing me, pulling at my... You might say, how does he do that? I feel electricity flowing on it, flowing around it like an electric hand grabbing at it, pulling at it. But Albert has thought the same it. thing. I see Lord in visions while all this goes on, laughing, telling me things like, I want that. Oh, I want that. God is the pee-pee man. You know, you've heard of the booger man, the buggy man, this buggy man, man, that man. Now the pee-pee man is the one you have to worry about. What? Isn't he fantastic? He's wonderful. He's a goddamn national treasure that should be protected at all costs. <laughs> now, I will show you one more video of him before I have a topic I want to talk about, which is Nancy Pelosi's house getting vandalized. vandalized. Highlight of my week. Yes. I just yeah, want to say that. Real good shit. But we're going to look at a little bit more Bob Hickman. So he has like 20 fucking channels, by the way. Yep. God has come into my body as an angelic, angelic fire. That's his main one. Yeah. No, Interesting. I'm... And you'll notice the plaid and the uh, nudity from uh-huh. the waist down. Now we're oh, gonna. He's a gem. Oh yeah, yeah. He's definitely got a girl trapped somewhere in his basement. Um, <laughs> maybe a small man. <laughs> maybe <laughs> we a don't know. small man. <laughs> but uh, he, he's dedicated. Yeah. I, I will read his. Uh, his message he put out this morning on YouTube. It's it's real inspiring. But here's him talking about Lady Gaga. God entered my body like a body my sink. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm seeing nonstop visions from God. Did you know that Mike Murdoch said it's December the thirtieth? I think it's the last or the thirty first, something like that. Twenty twenty. Did you know Mike Murdoch said? There's nothing wrong with knowing a whole bunch of people. I'm sure Mike Murdoch loves that plug. There's nothing wrong with it, but he said it's better to know one person that has the ability to exalt you. You know, the owner of a company, a billionaire, a rock and roll star, has the ability to exalt you. (laughs) 
somebody that is homeless on the streets probably doesn't now, have the ability to Same for your viewers. Would you like to describe anyway. what he's what <laughs> he's wearing? Okay. So he has a button down plaid shirt. It looks like pink or like a purple maybe. Maybe a red. Somewhere in that family. Stark naked from the waist down. Butt cheeks out. But I see the butt cheeks. Yes. And see like tights or socks on? Mm-hmm. Yes. They look a little sheer. Those are like, uh, what are those called? They're Maybe. actually knee guards, but he doesn't have them up all the way. Okay. He puts a he puts them in his videos a lot. And he's doing like a rocking back and forth motion with his hands. Jazzercise. Jazzercise. He looks like, like he he's is praising. in. Like he's praising. Yeah. Now, for your <laughs> listeners, it just to set the the setting, the in basement, basement from Buffalo Bill's house oh in Silence yes. of the Lambs. <laughs> yes, that that is just the picture that with a crazy religious man talking about how God entered his body. Now he's going to get real emotional here in a second. Oh, about Lady Gaga. Yeah. Can't wait. Let me just open that back up. Well, YouTube's mainly I'm telling what God does to me, and every once in a while somebody will write back. Well, <laughs> Lady Gaga wrote back. You know, God told me this about Lady Gaga, and I'm not going to say it word for word, but he, I asked her to write a song about me. He told me that if she wrote a song about me, the whole world would know about me. That shows you the enormous popularity of the lady. And she the lady. The lady of the ladies. The lady of the ladies. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with anything she does. And of course, I'm talking about her offstage stuff. <laughs> On stage, it's, you know. He's losing his shit routine. right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I was her, I would not only do it like she does it offstage, I'd probably modify it a little bit. But anyway, I'm glad she I can only imagine how. I'm sure Gaga's like, thanks, dude. I've got a wife. Lady Gaga is five feet, one inch tall. I've got a wife that I haven't seen for probably... Four years. She Very parallel to Albert. Different face. Very. She's five feet one inch tall. She's got blonde hair. Her body is perfect, like a teenager's. Anyway, keep rocking. Have a happy new year. Keep rocking. Anyway. <laughs> there perfect you go. like a teenager. This is where I want the video to end. See how I'm going to Let's swear I want my life to end. Yeah, a lot of parallels with Albert Fish and Ugh. and Bob Hickman. Very interesting. I would have to agree. Yes. I felt like that it was just appropriate to bring a potential serial killer. <laughs> yeah, I to this crossover. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to keep my eye out on Bob Hickman. Yeah, well, I, I'll give you his phone number. You can text him. I want to text him so bad. We're gonna um, plan on texting him. So this was his. Are you? Yeah, you're gonna text him. Yeah, we're gonna text him. I haven't texted him yet. I'm waiting, but Bob Hickman posted this morning. Oh my god, that's a book. Oh yeah, it's a it's a god. Apparently, all right. So he spends. Did you text his speech or something? He typed that all out. <laughs> I don't know if he can read. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's garbled but okay, anyway me, basically what he says Spartanotes version of this mm-hmm. is he's been doing this for 10 years and he spends $80 a week in advertising on other platforms and $50 a day on YouTube I'm sure he's like renting that basement from someone yeah oh my gosh but if you want to text him uh here's his info no <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't uh, wait. He's like, I'm Bobby Hickman. It's 1-4-2021. Text me at 
three two two eight. God entered my body. I'm an extreme dancer. God attacks me. I'm five four in height. My skin feels electric. I see visions of God. And it's just like in these weird post-it stamps all over his fucking photo. In his class, it's like the perfect like. So if you want to text a future serial killer, uh, text that number and you won't be disappointed. I'm so excited. You have to tell me if you do. No, Oh, we're going to give you the number too. Yeah. Because you know your listeners are probably... Somebody has got to reach out to this Please man. Please send us a, on you t- either if show. If he responds back, I want a fucking screenshot. Yes, I need to know. I need a screenshot. I need it. But he is fantastic. He's a fucking treasure. He really what is. Gem. Like, I, I I thoroughly enjoy Bob. He has so much... That bowl cut, though. I love that bowl cut. I wonder well, if he has to make it stringy like that or if it just does that. Well, no, you know, know, hair loss is a motherfucker. Let's just leave it <laughs> at that. Um, let, all right. So let's move on to a little bit of politics and we'll wrap this up. Okay. I just, this also ties into the episode because uh, Nancy Pelosi got her house vandalized last night. Which is fantastic. Uh, yes. As soon as I saw the news, I was like, fuck. Did you see where Mitch McConnell got his? Yeah. yeah, but not that to the extent. Not to the extent. I mean, people hate Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, they yes. both deserve to be burned at the stake. But Nancy Pelosi's house was covered in like fake blood, and there was a severed pig's head left in her driveway. Fantastic. Let's see if I can get her comment on that. I, I really want to hear what she has to say. Wait, she made a comment on it. I, I, that's what I want to see right now. I really. Ugh. Hearing and watching her talk and the, like the tremors that she has just make me angry. Oh my I God. cannot stand her. They're sweeping that shit under the rug. Mm-hmm. They're trying to. Let's see. NBC Bay Area is talking about it. Let me see if I can pull that little clip up before we wrap this up. We want everything. Mm-hmm. Cancel it's, rent. Yeah, it says 2K, cancel rent. We want everything. Uh, and then and there then was a bunch. A, they put an anarchy sign on there. They put two of them. Yeah. Um, and then they put a bunch of fake blood in her driveway with a pig's head. Are we sure it's fake? It might uh, be the pig's blood. I I was hoping it was the pig's blood, but apparently Same. it's not. That's disappointing. I, I want to know where the harder. pig's body is. Like that's that's good meat right there. I right, know. I'm hoping they like smoked it or something. Named I mean, it Nancy. Yeah waste that kind of shit on right her. we don't waste that we don't waste barbecue no not in the south we don't but out okay. there they're like uh we're we're vegan. vegan and gluten-free uh, excuse and, me is wait, this excuse kale me, chips wait i can't remember what she's where is she from what's her she's california a, oh she's uh san francisco unfortunately oh, i believe i think she's in san francisco well her house is in san francisco yeah she's, she's always in washington Right. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't she always in Washington? Good evening. Thanks Shit for joining me. us. I'm Terry McSweeney, <laughs> and we begin with a message from the mansion to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. We talked about fucking SFPD serial killers and the vandals. And the commercials, what scared me? <laughs> serial killers. Sam got fucking frightened by ad. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm too cheap of a bitch to pay for uh, YouTube. The premium red. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm a cheap Jew bastard. What can I say? Oh, my God. Dude, that, that guy's tie is fucked. Yeah, what happened? Why is it sideways? Looks like a bunch of doodles. <laughs> it's also Tagged crooked. Your Pacific Heights home with fake blood, spray paint, and an animal's head. NBC Bay Area's Gene Ellie has new details. Police say they responded to a call of vandalism here at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's house around 2 o'clock this morning. Tonight, the graffiti on the garage door is covered with garbage bags, and Lame. the pig head left in the driveway is gone. A message for House Speaker Nancy they Pelosi. Blurred the pig's head out. COVID Fuck you. Spray painted on her garage door in San Francisco. You liberal pussies. 2K is crossed out. It says cancel rent. We want everything. A pig's head in red paint left on the driveway. Is Some are shocked by the action. That's that's crazy. I mean, even if those people don't like Speaker Pelosi or don't agree with her politically, like you're going to show up to someone's house. Like that's insane. Being a speaker of the house. You're gonna get. You're gonna get. You're gonna be the main target, and the easiest escape goat. 
There are several cameras on the home and in the neighborhood. Police are investigating. The vandalism echoes what many peaceful protesters have been saying. Her house for months. looks like shit. They need financial help during COVID 19 shutdowns. But some experts say tagging a politician's home crosses the line. There is understandable frustration out there. Uh, and I think this kind of protest is an extension of that. I would try to caution people to see our leaders. I don't care what this guy has to say. Fuck I, off. Are I you don't think me? it's uh, overreach. I don't. We need to let these politicians know they're not gods. Nancy Pelosi was the one. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Isn't she the one or maybe I know it was a liberal. I'm pretty sure it was Nancy Pelosi. Let them just work out their anger. They're just angry. They need to they need to express it. Well, now they've expressed it on her home and she's mad. Well, what's interesting is she actually for the first time in her entire in the last four years agreed with Trump. I know. I was like, did I hear that right? Yeah. I know. McConnell's I the one that shot the shit down. Turtle boy, pale man himself. Well, I'm Pretty sure it was because of the $3.6 billion to Bill Gates was still included in that. And the protection uh -huh. against our four um, social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram yeah. for, Mark, for the good old big brother Zuck. Well, you know, as, as many times as I've been Zucked, I, I really hate that guy. But um, yeah, fuck it. Just past the 2000, man. Yeah, but I mean, I get, I mean, like, what's Bill Gates need $3.6 well, billion well, dollars passed, from us for? They passed the fucking thing in the first place. The Senate did. Yeah, right? the, yeah no, the, no, the House did. They house both did. did. They both passed it when it was $600. Right. So Trump all that only, shit was already in there. Trump went and redlined back like a shit ton of stuff and said, no, and I want it $2,000. Which he absolutely should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't need $1.6 billion going to Pakistan for gender, gender studies. And then there was some uh, millions. I can't remember what the exact number is going to the Gulf of Mexico for fish study. $3.6 billion going to Bill Gates, which is going to go right back to the DNC. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then you had a half a billion going to uh, Israel for their defense program. And art museums. So why are we financing yeah. other companies? Or like not other companies, other, other countries. countries. Yeah, why are we financing? Because we always have. You can It's pissing right in the off. face of the American people. Literally. Like, I get why Mitch McConnell denied it. To an extent, like, yes, we need the 2000, but we also need to open up businesses. We need to get back to normal life or we're going to start actually becoming a not first world country. Yeah. I don't know if there's a second world country, but unless they want to keep paying me to do nothing, and then I'm, you know what, fuck but that's it, whatever. Socialism, I don't want that. <laughs> Neither do I, but you know, fuck it. I mean, it would be nice to get point, some free money yeah, sometimes. Yeah. The UBI, yeah. I, I was, I was really liking what Yang was saying about that. I was like, oh, a thousand a month for both of us. That's, I mean, some good money. <laughs> Trump's paid me more money than my baby daddy has. I know. <laughs> Damn, Trump is a good baby daddy. Well, on that, best, folks, baby daddy. fuck baby daddies. <laughs> Fuck baby daddies across the nation. I've also noticed something super funny, not about mm -hmm. baby daddies. But I was scrolling on TikTok maybe two days ago. I don't know. I'm on there every day. Same. Don't don't try to come find me. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't want you to find me. Um and this guy comes across and he's like, So, you know, why do we never hear from Biden supporters how great Biden is? There's only like, oh, fuck Trump. He did this orange, was, orange man bad. Yeah, thank you. And you stole the words right out of my mouth. All this, but what's what's Joe Biden done? What's he done? 50 they years of nothing? They don't ever talk about it because there's nothing to talk about. They just want to talk about Oh, he's going to last six He made months. me laugh with the corn pop story. I'll, I'll chalk that up to a win. <laughs> oh, my God. And have you heard about Ashley Biden's diaries? Uh-uh. No, you haven't heard? Oh my God! She, while she was in a rehab, my headphones are falling off. Um, while she was in a rehab, I'm not sure when the exact dates, but she wrote in her diaries that Joe Biden molested her when she was a child, along with her cousin Caroline. And it's been confirmed that they are, in fact, Ashley Biden's diaries. She confirmed it herself. I don't Ooh. remember the. I cannot recall the source, unfortunately. I was scrolling and I tapped it and that's where that ended. But yes. 
That's some. Sleepy Joe is also Pedo Joe to his own child. Well, see, Albert Fish didn't even fuck his own kids. Uh, See, he's Albert Fish is better than Joe Biden. And we'll end the show on that. Um, (laughs) Can you you please make that the like podcast title? (laughs) Albert Fish is better than Joe Biden. (laughs) That's good. so let, let's plug our shows. Okay. And Sam. drop the socials and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Sam, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. I hate that we had to And me. us being on your yeah, show. Yeah. I love that we got to do this combined. So I'm going to let you lead it off with the socials. Yeah. So my Instagram, my podcast Instagram is Talk Murdy Podcast. It's M U R D Y Podcast. The My Gmail is talkmurdypodcast at gmail.com. My Twitter is at TalkMurdy. And you can find us on Facebook at TalkMurdy Podcast, I believe, as well. Mm. Where, can they, where can they download your episodes at? Oh, yeah. What platforms are you available on? I'm on all of them. I'm on my, my normal co-host, Jackie, and I are on Apple, Google, Spotify, Case not case defy um cast cast box yeah i want all of them we're on tune in plus alexa um i think that's all the bigger ones i can remember i'm sure you have those are the ones that matter where you can find us on buzzsprout as well that's our podcast hoster okay okay right on yes uh, you guys can follow us on the Vorgans podcast on Facebook. You can also follow us there on Instagram. You can watch our ridiculousness from our Twitter account at the Vulgarians <laughs> underscore pod. Um, and yeah, go text Bob. And and I'm I'm putting Christian in charge of the official Vulgarians uh, TikTok account. Yes, go follow it. God damn. Uh-huh. Gonna- <laughs> now you have to do it, and I've written it into the ethos now. And uh, to contact Bob Hickman, text 317-220-3228. I'm going to have to get a goddamn ring light. Again. So, I have one. Again, that is 317-220-3228. Tell him how much you appreciate. Uh, his videos, and they inspire his, you. He feels electric. <laughs> his God entered his body, and he's an extreme dancer. <laughs> Uh, his skin choice. feels electric, so uh, electric. Ma- let him make you feel electric. <laughs> Why do we keep going back to the electric and boogie? <laughs> God, help us oh all. God. All right, guys, this has been a fun crossover yes, episode. It was so much. We'll fun. have to do this yeah. again Absolutely. soon. Yes. Bye, right. guys. Bye. Later.